Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. Near the end of Nicomachean Ethics, Book 7, Aristotle discusses the nature and the value of pleasure. One of the topics that he discusses that's quite interesting is the desirability of bodily pleasures. And he notes that there are some people who are suspicious of pleasure altogether, and we've, we've already talked about that in another video. But there are some people who say, well, you know, pleasure is, is okay, but bodily pleasure is really not very good at all. As a matter of fact, that's for the common people or that's, you know, base or harmful. It really should be just about, say, mental pleasures or pleasures of the soul. And Aristotle is somewhat receptive to that. He thinks that bodily pleasures are not the be-all and end-all. They're not the, the great measure for the nature of pleasure. He does think that some people get that wrong. But he also wants to understand, well, why is it that we actually find bodily pleasures so desirable? Not only ourselves, but other people. So, you know, he starts out by thinking in terms of human beings as being capable of a very wide range of pleasures. This is something that shows up in his discussions, not only in this work, but in many other places as well. Just think about the pleasure of taste. He contrasts human beings to other animals. Other animals like to eat this or they like to eat that. They enjoy this thing or that thing. We are actually omnivores. We're not only sort of a user universal kind of animal with respect to building, you know, technology and tools and use of the mind and reason and all that sort of stuff. We're also universal in the fact that we'll eat just about anything in, in one way or another and generally find some way to make it tasty. As a matter of fact, in this very section, Aristotle mentions the art of cookery as one that we could say is an art uh, designed to give pleasure, right? That, that's sort of a side issue. Now, some pleasures Aristotle things are, are better than other pleasures. And he talks about this in terms of them being more noble. This word noble that I've got here, cologne, being fine. Also, it's important to point out that in, in other places he'll talk about the noble or the fine person as being the genuine criterion for what is genuinely pleasant. He'll talk about some pleasures being naturally pleasant, but not being naturally pleasant in that same way necessarily to everybody because they haven't sufficiently appreciated appreciated those pleasures. Those are pleasures that don't involve pain in some way. And, and to understand what he means by that, let's think about what he calls restorative pleasures. Quite a few of the pleasures that we experience involve a kind of setting things back into equilibrium, setting things back into balance. Consumption of food, consumption of liquid when we're thirsty, great examples of this. Sleeping in on a Saturday morning, perhaps even into the afternoon, because we've had a long week of work and not getting enough sleep, that could be another example of a restorative pleasure. Aristotle tends to think about sexual activity and desire, pleasure, probably an orgasm, things like that, along those same lines as well. And we might come up with many other examples. Aristotle also thinks that it's possible for a person to need, in the sense of that restorative pleasure, things that aren't naturally that way. So, you know, when we talk about somebody experiencing addiction, that could be a Along, along those sorts of lines. You know, think about smoking, tobacco, right? 
And when you first do it, you get this great rush and it feels like your lungs are, you know, scrunching in on themselves and all sorts of cool things happen in your body. After a while, that first cigarette in the day may still be very pleasant, it tastes good, but you really want it because you need it. You need it to restore something that's not there. Coffee, caffeine addiction is like that as well. I can quite attest to that myself. I'm having tried to wean myself off before and not having been particularly successful. So Aristotle says that the pleasures of the body, this is a little bit earlier on in the discussion, are the ones that we're most often familiar with. And so he talks about them usurping the name of pleasure. What he means by that is they become, for many people, the paradigm for how we understand pleasure. We think of pleasures primarily in terms of bodily pleasures, you know, what we put in our mouth, right? What we do with our mouths, what we do with our body, our sense of touch. You know, we can think of other pleasures as well along these lines, but bodily pleasures are the ones Aristotle thinks that we're most familiar with. So Aristotle suggests that necessary pleasures and bodily pleasures are examples of necessary pleasures, particularly restorative pleasures, they are good in the sense of being not bad, right? The opposite of them, the pain is actually bad. Maybe we want to say, well, they're not great, they're not particularly good, these pleasures, but insofar as they're relieving pain, they're good, right? Or perhaps they're good up to a certain point. Perhaps having a glass of wine with dinner and appreciating that glass of wine is a good pleasure to engage in. Having, you know, one or two drinks at the party, as opposed to drinking 12 drinks and hectoring the bartenders until they cut you off. Uh, difference there, right? This is a typically Greek thing, everything in moderation. Aristotle is all about that. So perhaps bodily pleasures are in fact good for us insofar as we enjoy them up to a certain point. Now he says that's probably the right way to look at things, but we also want to understand why people go wrong with this. Why do people pursue bodily pleasures so exclusively or so single-mindedly to the detriment of the other pleasures that they could be enjoying, which would in fact be better for them. They wouldn't entail pain of some sort. They would be nobler. They would you know, elevate them perhaps. You know, why do people think that they should have the lower pleasures and deprive themselves of the higher ones. So Aristotle says, here's two possible reasons for that. One is that pleasure drives out pain. So sometimes we want pleasure, not for its own sake, but because pleasure will help us to not feel a kind of pain anymore. And here he's talking about restorative pleasures, right? So again, think about when you're thirsty, you really want to drink something. You probably don't even particularly care what it is. You'll drink an iced tea that you ordinarily would never purchase because somebody hands it to you and you're like, oh, I gotta, I gotta drink something, right? And then afterwards you're like, oh, I can't believe I drank that, that garbage, right? So we seek bodily pleasures as, as restorative. I think that you could also make a case that we seek them as what we might call compensatory. So when we're feeling pain in one respect, it doesn't even necessarily have to be physical pain, it could be psychological pain, then we often seek out bodily pleasures as a way to, to deal with that pain. We call that, you know, self-soothing or, you know, management of, of one's emotions. Usually it's not good management, right? This is part of what leads people into overconsumption or consuming things at, at the wrong time or engaging in risky behavior to try to get, you know, that kick that they need in order to not feel bad. 
So Aristotle is actually talking about something like that back in, in ancient Greece. He also thinks that bodily pleasures are often favored by those who don't know any other pleasures. Here he's actually anticipating John Stuart Mill's famous discussion in his book Utilitarianism on the difference between qualitatively lower and qualitatively higher pleasures, or as I sometimes put it in terms of my students, beer or books. Right? And we can come up with all sorts of other things. But he says, you know, some people don't, in fact, have a chance to enjoy better pleasures. And so bodily pleasures are the only ones they're actually attuned to. No surprise, then, they pursue those bodily pleasures to the exclusion of other pleasures. There's kind of a self-reinforcing dynamic there. If you are only after bodily pleasures, you're not going to pursue the other pleasures, which sometimes take a bit of refinement or work to get to. And so then you're not going to appreciate it, and you'll just keep on going back and back to those bodily pleasures and, until you're you know old and that's become the habit of your, your life. So Aristotle thinks that bodily pleasures are indeed desirable. They're not desirable as much to the person who actually sees things rightly as the higher pleasures. But for many people, that's that's really the only game in town, these bodily pleasures. And he gives us some reasons for understanding why it is that they have such a hold on our desire and our imagination. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.